history. Um, I'm your host Lorna and as always with me is Matt. Hello. And today we have a very special guest, Faye. Hi. Um, so this is a podcast where we discuss um, topics from history. So we like to try and shine new light on well-known topics or uncover lesser known topics and let everybody know about it. Um, this week I'll be doing a report in a minute, but first of all, how are we? I'm okay, not bad. So are you doing a, a topic on a well-known Um topic? I don't think it's... No, no, no. So I'm trying to, trying to do a lesser known topic. I'm not trying to shine new light. Good, good stuff. How are you, Faye? I'm okay. Good. So, is anybody... Those... I'm okay, yeah. thank oh, yeah. you. I know, it sounds like so a dead-end question. It's like, good. Carry mm-hmm. on. Yeah, so today, do you want me to just... Yeah, just get into it. So people have told me introductions go on for too long. Oh, oh okay. We'll get straight into it then. Um, my first line of the report says, "This week is a real treat for you all, since I'm doing a report on the one and only Stuart Barry, my dad." Oh, okay. Not really, even though that would be amazingly fab. My actual report is on Dr. James Miranda Stuart Barry. So still uh. in there a little bit. Um, I don't think we're related. How did you um, find out this? Because last time you did one about a woman who had the same name as someone who you went to work with. Uh, Catherine Lawler a few times ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the lady at work told me about this one. This one was mentioned briefly in a book that I read. So it was just a brief mention and then I was like, ooh, interesting. I was like, I was intrigued because it's the same name as my dad really. You couldn't resist. Yeah, definitely couldn't. Um, yeah, so have you heard of him? No. No. No? No. Okay, this should be good then. So, um, there's a lot of variations on the name for this person, so just try and keep up as best you can. Um, they include Dr. Barry, James Barry, and others which I'll come on to. But I'm just trying to prepare you. So sometimes I do a report and there's a lot of names and we get a bit lost. So this time there might be a lot of names, but just now you know. Dr. Baz. Yeah, Dr. Baz, I didn't mention that one. Um, the individual is a perfect example of someone who rose to fame after they died. And it's the infamy, like this infamy after the death that has led to Dr. Barry to be the focus in writing, TV and film. But I've never heard of Dr. Barry before. So, in 1865, the body of eminent physician Dr. Barry was laid out. The doctor have died, did, died of... I started already. (laughs) The doctor had died of dysentery and was now in London. The body was being prepared by a charwoman called Sophia Bishop. Now, I'm not sure if this was her actual name because her identity's been, like, said to be different people in different reports. But anyway, there was a charwoman who was laying out the body. I don't know. I think she was just the one responsible for, like, getting the body ready after they died. Oh, like embalming. Yeah, potentially. I think that might be what she did. So, so she was completing her usual duties when she discovered that James Barry was in fact a whole woman. She even reported that Dr. Barry had stretch marks on her body indicating that she had been pregnant at some time in her life. What? Is that... You said a whole a whole. Yeah, woman. it says it in quotation marks. Whole woman. Okay, so Dr. As in, James Barry is a woman. Yes. He had stretch marks. Yes, which would Men indicate... stretch marks. But there, it was in the pattern that would indicate that they'd given birth. Oh. Um, now, reports at this point differ. One suggests that Sophia kept this information to herself and only after the funeral she disclosed of it. Um, and then after the, after the information was disclosed, the story grabbed headlines and it was a scandal. 
but another suggests that the chairwoman, charwoman, um, after failing to elicit payment for her services, sought um, like sought money in another way. So she visited Dr. Barry's physician, so his doctor, Major D.R. McKinnon, who had issued the death certificate upon which Barry was identified as male. The woman claimed that Barry's body had been physically female and had marks, suggesting that at one point born a child. Um, when McKinnon refused to pay her, she took the story to the press and the situation became public. However, there was no conclusive evidence about the gender of the body as a post-mortem had not been undertaken. So... Yeah, because he hadn't died suspiciously. He just died of dysentery. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, so basically, I was going to do a report now. Um, so that's like the intriguing bit. And then I was just going to talk you through um, Dr. Barry's life. Yeah. So... Um, during their life, Dr. Barry achieved a high military rank and had 50 years of loyal, distinguished service, yet no obituary was ever published. The British military was so embarrassed that they placed an embargo on Dr. Barry's military record for 100 years. So after finding out that it was female... When, yeah, when was this? 1865. Oh, okay, so it all came out. Yeah. So Just after your dad was born? Yeah, he's, he's getting on a bit, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dr. Barry was born Margaret Ann Bulkley in County Cork, Ireland. There are varying dates on the date of birth um, and none have been confirmed because there are a few sources of information on the non-military parts of Dr. Barry's life. So it's led to a bit of myth and speculation. And the doctor also lied on official documents about a date of birth to aid passing as a man. So the reports differ. Like, it's quite a big gap. Like, I saw loads of different dates. So it's between 1789 and 1799, which is quite big, really. Like, that's 10 years to get it. Somewhere in them 10 years. He was born. Margaret was born. Oh. Um, <clears throat> she was the second child to Jeremiah and Mary Ann Bulkley, and she had a brother called John. Her mother was the sister of James Barry, who was a celebrated Irish artist and a professor of painting at London's Royal Academy. He died in 1806. I've never heard of James Barry the artist. I don't know if you have. No. No. Not very well cultured. No, but maybe we should look into this because he's got a similar name to us. Yeah, but I feel and like Barry's a very common name. This is ringing a bell, though, because my cousin's trying to look into, his fa in that, into our family tree and I swear he was talking about an artist called James. But now it's only just come back to you me. Could so be in some money. Bell, this actually. face says this rings a bell as well. So we'll let you know next week. If you're millionaires. Yeah. Mate, no, just if we're related. We might be related to this doctor, which would be really Thanks cool. I'd rather be related to the doctor than the artist. Mm. Anyway, we'll let you know next yeah. week's pod. I'll have an update. Um, her father ran the warehouse on Merchant's Quay, but he ended up dismissed due to anti-Catholic sentiment. He later spent time in prison in Dublin due to his debts, and this left Marianne and Margaret without financial support. Where were they growing up? County Cork. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. The relative was in Ireland. Yeah, yeah, they're in Ireland. Um, there is record of a third child in the Bulkler family called Juliana. She was presented as Margaret's sister, however, it's reported that she was actually her daughter as a result of childhood sexual assault. Which is a shame, and I would have left that out, but it links to the... Finding right. of the stretch marks on the body. Oh, right. So she gave birth after to a, a child at a, as a teenager. A, yes, at a young age. But there's no, there's no, like, Very, none of this is confirmed. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, it's took a turn. I know, sorry. It's sad very early, hasn't it? No, but 
it's all right. Margaret's all right. She was educated in the hopes of becoming a tutor, but she was unable to find suitable tutoring positions. Um, so then, a conspiracy is said to have taken place between Mary Ann, Margaret's mum, Margaret and some of her uncles, James Barry's, liberal-minded friends. These included Margaret's personal tutor and the family solicitor, as well as General Francisco de Miranda, who was from Venezuela, and the Earl of Buchan. I think that's how you say that. Buchan? Buchan? Buchan. Within this um, plan, Margaret would enter medical school disguised as a man and after qualifying would go to Venezuela to practice as a female doctor. So she was on track to be a tutor and then there was no job, so there was like... Be a man. Disguised as a man. No women were allowed in medical school yeah. at this point, so she wouldn't have been let in as a female. How do you disguise... When you've mentioned this, the only thing I can think of is... Um, what's that Amanda Bynes film called? She's the man. She's the man. And in Such that, she's film. surely didn't like. I've, she didn't I've look not anything like her twin, that, like a supposed twin. I like Mrs. Doubtfire when he dresses as a woman. Yeah, yeah but that's really good because he has all the makeup and yeah. stuff. But this time they wouldn't like have had it. Um, I guess just cut the hair. Mm, or Mulan. She, she does it in yes, Mulan, doesn't she? She does. But that's animated. A bit different. Maybe she just generally looks manly. A bit. Well, I'll get onto that in a in a minute. Okay. I don't think she did, but oh. um. So, the group um, develops a plan to enable the teenage Margaret to enter medical school using funds from Margaret's late uncle. The University of Edinburgh was selected and Mary Ann and Margaret boarded a ship on the 30th of November, 1809. So, we don't know how old she was when she went to Edinburgh, but she could have, from some reports, she could have been 10. So, she's anywhere between the age of 10 and 20. Okay. Um, But she's had a kid. Yeah. Potentially, so she's probably a bit older. Yeah, it's just a lot of unconfirmed stuff. Mm. Um, So on the 30th of November, Margaret became James Barry and identified as the nephew of the late James Barry, the artist. Um, Dr. Barry never returned to female representation and remained a man for the next 56 years. So did did she do this as, like, did she feel that she was a man? Or was it, like, out of convenience, like, I need to pretend to be a man do you know what I mean was yeah she pretending and to be a man or was she a, I never a found any information on that she right. she became a man and never went back to being a female but right. I don't know if that was just because of the path she took so I'll get onto that in a second but it's not like the Danish girl I've not seen it but he what like, felt like a woman yeah he was a woman I don't know there's honestly mm. nothing about it I'm gonna say that was out of convenience okay I would say Okay. Sounds like convenience because she couldn't have got in any other way. Yeah, I would say um, it's out of convenience. I'll I'll tell you in a second about the Venezuela thing. Oh, yeah. Um, so in a letter to the family solicitor on the fourteenth of December, eighteen o nine, all letters addressed to Margaret were requested to be forwarded to Marianne. The letter was signed James Barry. However, on the back of the envelope, the solicitor wrote Miss Bulkley, and this later was a piece of evidence that allowed researchers to confirm that Mary, uh, that Margaret Bulkley and James Barry were the same. Did they have the same handwriting as well? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> um, Dr Barry began studying at the university and many thought he was a young boy, not past puberty due to his short stature, unbroken voice, delicate features and smooth skin. This is what I was saying before about That's how like me. he didn't quite, oh yeah, <laughs> he didn't quite look like a man. Um, <laughs> oh. 
This led to the University Senate initially attempting to block Barry's application for final examinations. Matt, you look like a man, don't worry. Oh. <laughs> I was just trying to finish my sentence, but also thinking. <laughs> you, you've vo- your voice is broken, don't yes, you? Yes, I know. Yeah. You. I've not grown any facial hair, though. Tiny, I've tiny. Got a tiny yeah, bit. I can see one hair there, I think. Carry on with your report. <laughs> so, um, there was an attempt to block his application for final examinations because they thought he was a young boy. Um, however, James Barry's friend, so James Barry, the artist that his friend the Earl of Buchan persuaded the Senate to relent and then Dr Barry could do his examinations. This is why I explained the names before because there's a James Barry and another James yeah. Barry which is why I try to refer to him as the Doctor. It's, it's, imagine being in an exam hall though, like all these men, you'd be like, why is your little boy doing this <laughs> exam with us? Apparently That's he's really clever. Genius. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, Dr Barry qualified Medicini Doctor md in 1812 now this is like another interesting fact so margaret became the first female doctor in the uk mm. even though she was identifying as dr barry she is what people will consider the first female doctor mm. some suggest that dr barry graduated at no more than the age of 18 following only two years of studying um, and the plan to go to venezuela was then changed as general miranda was imprisoned by the spanish and he died in prison in 1816 so this is what i was saying like the so the plan originally was for her to qualify as a doctor and then go to venezuela and i think at that point she could go back to identifying as a woman yeah. but because the plan was no longer to go to venezuela and she had to get a job in medicine i think her only option was to be a man but i don't know if she identified as a man mm. So, Dr. Barry then moved to London and signed up for a course at the United Hospitals of Guy's and St. Thomas's. On the 2nd of July, 1813, Dr. Barry passed the examination of the Royal College of Surgeons of England. So, doing quite well. sounds like he's pretty intelligent. She's pretty intelligent. Yeah, I struggled with that, what to refer to. Do we know anything about, like, her private life, if she was, like, a man in public and then she'd go home and just, like... Did, no, there's not really. Or anything? There's not really much known. So, like, my next bit is just a lot about Dr. Barry's career. Mm. Like, and he did quite well. But there's, like, rumours of that people knew that he was a woman, like, but only, like, really close friends. Um, but there's not really anything about the private life. Right. But it's Which that's why sense, it was such really, a shock yeah. that. Yeah. That when the body was discovered, mm. female, everyone was in shock like even the his physician like his doctor didn't know so um dr barry joined the army and was commissioned as a hospital assistant in the british army on the 6th of july 1813 this entry was at officer rank level and therefore did not require a medical examination at this time so she could enter as a man and there wouldn't be a medical examination on the 7th of December 1815, Dr. Barry was promoted to assistant surgeon to the forces, which is equivalent to lieutenant. Following this military training in 1816, James Barry was posted to Cape Town, South Africa. Through Lord Buchan, Dr. Barry had a letter of introduction to the Governor Lieutenant General, Lord Charles Henry Somerset, which is such a long name, but um, they've been introduced. He's been introduced to the Governor. Dr. Barry successfully treated the governor's daughter and they then developed a close relationship and Dr. Barry became the governor's personal physician. Some reports suggest that the governor found out about Dr. Barry's secret and that the relationship was more than friendship. But homosexuality at this time was illegal and Somerset never revealed if he knew 
of Barry's identity. Bit of sauciness. But and that's what I mean. There's nothing confirmed throughout this whole yeah. report. It's just all rumours. All speculation. Yep. Um, in 1822, Dr. Barry's career had a surprising boost from his previously low military rank. He was given a lot of responsibility as Somerset, the governor, appointed him Colonel Medical Inspector. So Dr. Barry then worked for 10 years in Cape Town and he impr- he achieved, sorry, I'm getting all my words mixed up, but he achieved improvements to sanitation and water systems, improved conditions for slaves, prisoners and mentally ill, provision of a sanctuary for the leper population. Dr. Barrett also performed one of the first known successful caesarean sections and mother and child both survived. And this I really like. As a result, the child was christened James Barry Munnick. The name was passed down through the family and this led to Barry's name being born by a later Prime Minister of South Africa, J.B.M. Herzog. Which is cool, isn't it? That is cool. Yeah. He's had quite a, uh, a good impact, hasn't he, across the world, by the sounds of it. Mm-hmm. Caesareans must have been really dangerous. Really? That's why it's like, and both mother and child yeah. survived. That's crazy. I think the mother was, like, really thankful for him as well. Well, you would oh, be. Well, you would be, but yeah. I think, yeah. Um. So he did have a really good life, and he did, like, quite a lot in just 10 years in Cape Town, but he also made enemies due to criticising local officials on their handling of medical matters. He was reported to be bad-tempered, coarse and violent. And some have suggested that this was maybe overcompensating for his feminine appearance. Because he was a girl. Yeah. (laughs) But his friendship with the governor meant that um, these issues were smoothed over. But there's quite a few reports of him being quite horrible. Not everyone's perfect. I guess. Nobody's perfect, is what I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a Disney song. Um, on the 20th of November, 1827, um, Dr. Barry was promoted to Sergeant to the Forces. Surgeon. Surgeon to the Forces. Um, through this, he was posted to Mauritius in 1828. Ooh. I had to pause and I weren't sure about the pronunciation of that one. Fancy. That's where my sister's going. Mauritius. She's going to the Maldives. That's not where she's going. <laughs> <laughs> my mum's been to Mauritius, so apparently it's nice. Oh, that's good. Is that where they have big turtles? Giant turtles? Probably. I think so, yeah. They're really old. Like 100 years old turtles. Wait, is that not Ecuador? Galapagos? I think it's in Mauritius as well. Oh, okay. Um, is, where is Mauritius? Should I get the globe out yeah. again? Yeah. <laughs> I actually don't know. Um, <laughs> how do you spell Mauritius? M-A-U-R. Oh, got it, don't worry. It's a country in East Africa. Oh. I've got a little look at the map. Oh, it's just in the middle of the sea. Um, <laughs> can I zoom out? Yeah, you just click the buttons. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's near Madagascar. Yeah, so Aww. Madagascar's like at the bottom of South Africa. Oh, it's the side of South Africa. The continent, Africa. The south of Africa. Not South Africa. You get, you know what the I mean? South of Africa. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, it's east. It's Madagascar, and then there's a couple of islands. It's just it's turtles. From, oh, yeah, I don't know. Not far from where? Australia. Well, it's like across the sea. I don't know how big that sea is. I always type in <laughs> Mauritius Turtles. Big to me. So he's having a good time anyway, by the sounds of it. He's travelling a lot. He's getting a bit of promotions. Oh, yeah, giant turtles. Oh, oh these yeah, are well cute. Sorry, no one else can see this. <laughs> They're massive. Wow. Oh, that is a child with one. But child's quite small. But yeah. <laughs> 
children. <laughs> but no. <laughs> so Marisha's have yeah. huge turtles. Yeah. So he's probably having a good time. Yeah, he's probably in the audience. Yeah, so he was in Mauritius in 1828. Um, and I'm, I'm assuming he was a sergeant, sergeant, surgeon, surgeon. surgeon. Why can't I say that word anymore? You can't say sergeant. I am. It's not sergeant, surgeon. Um, but in 1929, Dr. Barry risked trouble by going absent without leave to return to England and treat Somerset, the governor who was ill. The doctor remained in England until Somerset died in 1831. Um, he was then posted to Jamaica and following that, St. Helena in 1836. At St. Helena, one clashed with a fellow army surgeon. Did I say that right? Surgeon. Resulted in um, Dr. Barry being arrested and court-martialed on a charge of conduct unbecoming of the character of an officer and a gentleman. Barry was found not guilty and honourably acquitted. So these are just like some of the negative sides of him. I think it's tortoises, not turtles. But <laughs> Sorry. Sorry right, thank you. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. tortoises because they're on land. But they're so cute when they Um. James Barry was then posted to the Leewards Islands and Windward Islands of the West Indies in 1840. He was focusing on medicine, management and improving the conditions of the troops. At this time, he received a promotion to principal medical officer. The doctor contracted yellow fever in 1845 and returned to England for sick leave. However, he was soon back to work. What is yellow fever? Fever for... <laughs> fever... <laughs> I don't know. It's just one of them fevers, one of those diseases of. that you hear of or illnesses. I know, I have no idea what it is. I'm not going to look it up. I don't know. Um, but he was alright, like he was back to work the next year. The next year? Well, <laughs> it's quite a long time. I don't know if he went back to work earlier, he might have mm. gone back to the might West Indies. Might have been like December. Yeah, he might have been like yeah. Christmas time yeah. and then came back. Might have been a week. Um, also, are all these, so is, is this the Irish or the, the Great British? Um, army. What's the army that he's? Um... He joined the army in London. Oh, okay, so, so like the British army. Yeah, I don't think he went back to Ireland. Every time he goes home, he returns to England. Okay, so so, so then all our English armies in all these different places in Mauritius. I'm in... assuming so. I don't. It doesn't really say what they're doing over there. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I don't know about all these wars. Are they just like we just might have troops in be... other countries, don't we as well? Yeah, and he might. They might just have doctors in other countries mm. and they're sent from the army. I don't know. Okay. If there's troops over there. I don't, I don't know. Okay. So, in 1846, he was posted to Malta. Um, this was after he was cleared for duty. At the time, he was reprimanded for taking a seat in church that was, was reserved for the clergy. And he also had to deal with the cholera epidemic which broke out in 1850. So, he's, that's just a bit of his time in Malta. In 1851, he was posted to Corfu, and on the 16th of May, he received a promotion to the rank of Duty Inspector General of Hospitals. This was equivalent to Lieutenant Colonel. From... He's always getting promoted, isn't he? I know, he's good, though. Except when he's bad-tempered. <laughs> I don't want to get on the wrong side of him. From Corfu, he visited the Crimea on leave. His request to be posted here had been denied, so he just visited anyway. He visited the Scutari Hospital and had a famous altercation with Florence Nightingale when he reprimanded her for wearing only a cap in the sun. She did not like him. I read this thing that she said about him and she was just like, he was shouting at me for not wearing a cap in the sun, like he was very aggressive. Wait, she was or she wasn't wearing a cap? For only wearing a cap. I think she should have worn more. Okay. As in like to cover up like... Yeah, I think, yeah. Sun cream. 
Yeah, she needed a bit of sun cream. Anyway, he shouted at her. And then she didn't really like him. Why would like you shout her at a stranger? I don't know, but, but... Yeah. Not being... Wearing... I think that's just what color. kind of maybe, guy he maybe was. Just want to talk out for people. Yeah, he's just... caring, isn't he? Well, <laughs> he's caring in a doctor sense, but he just shouts at everyone mm. otherwise, so I don't know. Um, His last posting was to Canada on the 25th of September, 1857... And he had the rank of Inspector General, equivalent to Brigadier General. Oh, Brigadier is good work. In this role, he brought better food, better sanitation, proper medical care for prisoners and lepers, soldiers and their families. He was forcibly retired from the army on 19th of July 1859 due to ill health and old age. He had a quiet retirement in London and he died on the 25th of July 1865. It was at this time that Dr. Barry became the centre of the press and gossip. After it became public that Dr. Barry had been female, many people claimed to have known this all along. But this is doubted. James Barry's physician claimed that he never had any suspicion that James was a woman. He explained that he he was visited by a woman who claimed to have a secret regarding James Barry and she requested payment for keeping it. So this was the charwoman. Oh, right, who I mentioned okay. earlier. He informed her that it was no secret of his and that Dr. Barry's relatives were dead, so letting the secret out wouldn't harm anyone. Yeah. So he wasn't going to give her any money for it. The body was buried in Kensal Green Cemetery under the name James Barry in full military rank. So that's quite good. So right, it got it? that burial even though the military was like... Oh, right. They put an embargo so the records couldn't be um, looked at for over 100 years. But people knew that he was a woman. Yeah, it had been in the press. It had been yeah. in the newspaper. So um, I've just got a bit about the doctor overall. So this is from two different websites. So wherever Barry served across the British Empire, improvements were made to sanitary conditions and the conditions and diet of both the common soldier and other underrepresented groups. Barry was outraged by unnecessary suffering and took a heavy-handed and sometimes tactless approach to demanding improvements for the poor and underprivileged, which often incited anger from officials and military officers. So this suggests that his behaviour was for the good of the people, but it just offended other people, so it wasn't necessarily that he behaved bad. On several occasions, Barry was both arrested and demoted for the extremity of his behaviour. Barry held strict and unusually modern views about nutrition, being completely vegetarian and teetotal, and while keeping most personal relationships distant, was very fond of pets, particularly a beloved poodle named Syke. That's cute, isn't it? That is cute. Dr. Barry had a distinctive high-pitched voice, wore three-inch high heel inserts in his shoes to increase his height from five feet. He wore oversized clothing. He was known to be prickly and difficult and was fiercely defensive if accused of being Effeminate. 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 Yeah. Or if his high pitched voice was commented upon. Did he uh, did he say anything about whether he had like relationships with anyone? It just says that his relationships were distant and yeah, the only one was like his friendship with the governor, Somerset yeah. from Cape it's Town. It's a very difficult thing to especially then to yeah. bring up in it. Also, I'm not surprised that the relationships were dif- like distant. He was all over the place. Like he was never in one place for mm. very long. I think the longest was like Cape Town for ten years, and then Canada for quite It'd a be few a good years. Pen pal. Yes. Would. Like, I'm in Canada now, treating some letters. Yeah, you'd get really good postcards. Yeah, you would. Yes. I'll put them in the fridge. Oh yeah. Um, he's known to have fought duels in defence of his honour, having been injured in one and repeat uh, reportedly shot an opponent at one time. So he was very opinionated. It sounds like, but 
in what he thought was the right thing. I always forget jewels were a thing. I know. I'm glad we don't do jewels anymore. I'm so I glad I'd be really so bad. Me too. <laughs> um, so post-life, the scandal bewitched Victorian society and led to many commentators trying to determine who the real Dr. Barry was. Newspapers speculated that she was the illegitimate daughter of George III. So that's how... The king. Yeah. Okay. This is the rumour mill. Um, Charles Dickens wrote an article on the story entitled A Mystery Still. That's because nothing's confirmed. They don't know anything. Mm. The story inspired novels and plays, including one play starring Sybil Thorndike in 1919. I don't know who that is. I was supposed to look that up. <sighs> moving on the story was covered in BBC drama documentary called A Skirt Through History it was then reported to be made into a feature film by Maven Picture starring Rachel Wise yeah yeah Daniel Craig's wife yeah Yeah. Rachel Wise Uh, yeah Um, however these reports were in 2016 and I've struggled to find any updates and I really did try Mm. I'm trying to think she's busy as well she's making a lot of films yeah but I don't know. So I don't, I'm not sure if there's going to be a film, but there were quite a few articles saying there will be a film. Mm. So well, maybe it's in production. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, possibly. Mm. But that's it. That's my report. Oh, good report. Thank you. It was not what I expected at all when you said no. James Stuart Barry. I want to know. Stuart, yeah, I don't know what the name was. It was James Miranda Stuart Barry. Okay. Miranda. Yeah. It should have said Miranda is his name. That's like a good. Um, name for Surname. both sexes is it miranda miranda hart miranda the tv show that's a female exactly both female yeah but his I've name's met... james miranda yeah but I've n- have you ever met a i've never met a miranda okay. there, that's what that's when miranda. me and faye are going with all oh, right he is called miranda though and <laughs> he's a man yeah and but i think that was only a middle name i don't know where that bit came from because mm. i couldn't find anything any information on the miranda bit was it miranda with an a at the end or er a ah the R at the end will be a surname. Lin Manuel. Oh, no, that's his surname. Um, I don't have any names. I think I know where the, the Miranda came from. The person from Venezuela yeah, was thinking. General Miranda. There you go. Oh. So maybe he's just adopted his name his as well. Surname, so he's like, he's cool. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But yeah, but no, that was uh, the report. I don't know how we're going to. What I'm going to write as the title of this one Dr. James Miranda Stewart Barrett. It's a long title. <laughs> I feel like I need to Just write something Stubaz. about... Stubaz. Stubaz. <laughs> Dr. Stubaz. Yeah. <laughs> um, something about him being a woman. Oh, no, because then you're giving it away before they even listen to it. I know, but... I don't know. Also, we don't know if they identified as a woman We don't still. know. This is... This is a problem. This, I did Obviously, if you listen to this, it... I'll have written something, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did find it, like, really challenging to think of how I referred to them when I was writing it. Yeah. So I just tried to stick with when it was Margaret, it was a she. If yeah. I talked about Margaret, it was she. If I talked about Dr. Barry, it was a he. Yeah. If you have any issues, tweet Except, more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I feel like I, I don't, followed it quite Yeah, well. I just don't want to offend anyone. Mm, I'm sure you're fine. Yeah. I don't know. Also, um, James is dead, so... Yeah. He had a good life. Really good life. Interesting life. Saw a lot. Well-travelled. Mm. Yeah, if he had one of them scratch-off maps. Oh, oh, yes. oh God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but, yeah. I don't... Can I have a yeah, minute? I ain't got one. Oh, okay, yeah. I need a big question. So you got a big question. We've had a conversation. Uh-huh. I'll put in the theme song now. The, the big, big question. question. <laughs> Today's 
Big question. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yay! <laughs> um, so obviously, Doctor Barry went around the world. So I just wanted to know what's the coolest place you've ever been and why. I feel like I'm on a dating yeah, show. Speed <laughs> <laughs> <Been> dating. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sound like blind dates. Yes. What's she called? That woman. Oh, um, Scylla Black. Oh, yeah. So you two have to give me an answer, and then I have to pick the best one. Behind door one, Faye Barry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. My coolest place was New York, but in summertime because we went in winter, we went at New Year, and it just it disappointed us. It was didn't cold. It? it was cold. It was it's, good though. It was nice it was and festive. Good, yeah. But, yeah. but I'm just gonna give you a piece of advice: <laughs> don't go to Times Square on New Year. I was gonna say, didn't you go like? Yeah, we went. Yeah. Don't people queue like yes. for hours? We got there at the two o'clock. We hadn't eaten because we, we didn't realise. to put more layers on and have a, some dinner and then go and get in the queue at about five, six-ish. But the, we, all of a sudden we, we was like herded into this queue and we were oh, like, yeah. oh, we're here. And then we were freezing because we had like one layer on. No food. Oh, it was a nightmare. Everyone's nice though. Everyone's yeah, some like, people were passing pizza along. Yeah. It's, oh, that's it, it is like a nice community it spirit. Nice. But it was cold. But nine hours stood there was... Uh, and we hours. weren't even close. Oh, yeah, ten hours. We weren't even close. No, we weren't. It would have been this point if you had nine hours and you were like, I think I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so you were there at two and then yeah. Yeah. were other people there already? Yeah, oh, yeah, people have been there since the morning. Like, the, it was already packed at two. Like, we were, we were like so far back. So the people at the front would have got there probably the day before, let's be honest. Probably two days before. Yeah. But what about weeing? Well, exactly. You, you hold. just have to hold it in. No, don't drink <laughs> or, or yeah. you can leave it and then you're at, right at the back oh really yeah. yeah and a lot of the time once they let you out like you can get back in so you literally just stood yeah. there for 10 hours and did you sit the, down the worst bit uh, we did but then it was a bit cold on the floor so but then we like huddled it was like penguins <laughs> and it was there was loads of people around and stuff yeah. and we made friends like some people were really funny yeah like it's, it's not like well you are spending 10 hours yeah, yeah. but we would just say if you go into New York, just know what you're getting yourself in for, mm. like for New Year. Also, there's fireworks in Times Square, which are lovely. No, Central Park. Central Park. We was in Times Square, don't we go were in there. Times and there Central was like Park. one firework. We couldn't even, we couldn't even see the ball. <laughs> oh, the ball's tiny. tiny. The ball's tiny. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was like this massive ball. No, no yeah, I could see it. We, was, we could see we could it, see it, but, but it was like... far. <laughs> Like, you have to squint yeah. to see it. <laughs> yeah, Faye, this is not official. So yeah, if you're gonna go to New York at New Year, go to Central Park. Yeah, Isn't lovely really fireworks. Busy there as well? well, yeah, yeah it will be. But there's like a big display of fireworks. Yeah, we just I think you could, you'll get more chance to see things in the sky rather yeah. than looking oh, at one well, thing. Yeah, Times Square's. Yeah. However, New York in summer was fab, amazing. They have the extremes as well. They have like the, the warmest time yeah. and like yeah. it's freezing. Uh-huh. Like in really December. cold. It was snowing. Yeah, but. But it was still really good. We're not complaining. Oh, God. There was a bit of complaining. (laughs) No. No. Not complaining, just... Lessons learned. That's what this podcast is all about, really. Travel advice. Um, Yeah, from us jet setters. (laughs) What's uh, your answer, Lana? Um, The coolest place I've ever been. I don't know. I really, really, really like Barcelona. Mm. It's really good. Would highly recommend. Loads to do. Really recommend. Um, and I really like Ecuador. That was really cool as well. So yeah, either I'll I'll go to either of them and be happy. Mm. But on my bucket list, I've got a few places left on left on my bucket list. So I have um, Tokyo was on there, Edinburgh, 
and the Maldives and Antarctica. Oh, Maldives, I'd like yeah. to go um, kayaking with girls whales. Girls get like, more and more expensive yeah. as you want along. <laughs> <laughs> but a girl's got a dream. Mm. Yeah. What um, about you? I'd say Oslo in Norway. Really expensive, but um, really nice. That's, I've got no better answer than that. I'm sorry to disappoint today. Right, you had some interesting tales about New York. I don't have any interesting tales about Oslo. None at all. What did you say? I don't even remember, really. Why is it so great? Then? I don't know. It's just really good. How long did you go for? Uh, about six days. Was the weather nice? The weather was nice, yeah. And I got to wear my lion shirt, which I'm a big fan of, and stood next to this statue of a lion, I think, at one point, so... So that's how how to please me. That's the highlight. <laughs> yeah. Um, I couldn't afford food though, so I was living off like one euro or one oh it's krona I think like ten krona or something like one pound mm. croissants for my dinner, and then like rice for my tea. Yum. Apart from that, so maybe I was a bit delusional. Maybe that's why I, I enjoyed think it. That so might much. be it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Really expensive, but good. Well, at least you'd know for next time that you need a bit more money yeah. and then you can... I'll take your food. Yeah. yeah. Do what my <laughs> mum does. Yes. Take Put... a packet of cereal in your hand mm. luggage. Yeah. A few sandwiches, crisps. Our hand luggage, do you mean? Yeah, our, like yeah it's mm. not in hers, it's in ours. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you can do that next time. Good. Brilliant. Um, is that the end of the report? Podcast, yes. Everything? Do you want to wrap it up? Um, I can do, yeah. So... You can um, subscribe on Instagram. Is not the right one. <laughs> iTunes, <laughs> iTunes, or whatever podcast that you're listening to, uh, and give us a nice review if you would, if you'd like to do that as well. That um, thanks for listening, as always, and thanks for continually, continuously coming back yeah, to and listen. Tell- and tell a friend. And tell a friend, yeah, if you've got any friends, I'm sure you do. You seem like lovely people. Probably have more than Matt. Savage. <laughs> that is cruel. Um, tell tell some friends and um, that was a yeah. joke, everyone. Oh, you put me off my stride now. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Idiot History Pod or on Gmail. Uh, you can you can send us an email if you want if you've been offended by this podcast and Lorna's report uh, at uh, idiothistorypod at gmail dot com. Um, and is there anything else? Nope. Um, I'm doing a report next week. Yep, hopefully Innis will be back at some point. Yep. Yep. Um, we might have Dan on a report, on yes. a podcast as well. Yes. In a few weeks. So exciting um, times ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Thrilling. Um, so thanks for listening and we'll speak to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.